0: Good morning, Valley Church. Happy New Year! Wow, are you ready for this new year? Man, I have a couple a couple announcements that I want to make, but I was just thinking as I was uh, as I was preparing it, final prep here, uh, where I take the bathroom break, where you see me exit, and I go <laughs> and there I was like, Oh my goodness! I, I saw just a a quick. Glimpse and and a vision. I was thinking for today that you know originally I was I was going to hand out a bunch of little notebooks and and say this is the first day of a new year and you write this chapter in this book in this notebook. You know it's like clean slate, clean slate, and like a start over, do over, or something. But as I was coming out of there, it's like, oh my goodness, I got just a little snap, a little quick vision of something like a, excuse me, like a relay race, not like, a relay race, Where, where, you know, in a relay, you get prepared because somebody's coming, and they hand you the baton, but if you're good, you've taken about two or three steps before you even receive the baton and you continue running. And it seems like we've had such amazing and incredible momentum, particularly through the third quarter of 22, that it's like, we're not starting over. We have this amazing momentum. This race is being run. He's saying, but it's time for you to grab the baton and run your lap. It's like, Whoa. The title of the message that I, that I uh, received yesterday, I, I think, as I w- was studying, is get your feet wet. <laughs> get your feet wet. <clears throat> it's time to get your feet wet. But I, I'm thinking, you know, when, when, when I saw that and I tried, like, what, what? Amazing momentum. God's doing amazing things. But there's only a handful of people that are running with the batons right now. And he wants to see more. Grab your baton and run with the baton in your hand. And as I was just sitting there in that last song that we were worshiping in, and that baton that you're carrying is the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I believe 2023... It's going to be more and more and more of us. We have this amazing momentum that's taking place, but we're just going to see more because more people are going to be ready to grab the baton, run with that good news, and hand it to somebody else. Do we agree? Let's just say amen. God bless you. You know, when I think of the amazing things that that I see, that I've, I've seen some in the Spirit, seen some in my in my own mind and my mind's eye and it's like things that are coming up and there are some some changes that we're going to make some amazing things that are going to be taking place at valley church that for the first time ever we here rather than using another organization which we've been independent for i don't know 30 years this would be 30 years um we are going to be, we have through our article, articles, we have through our bylaws, the ability to license and ordain pastors. So we have qualifications for that, and one of the qualifications is three years of serving in full-time ministry, and you're ready to be ordained through Valley Church. We have a council, uh, an ordination, a licensing and an ordination council, and there will be meeting. This week, because we have this incredible opportunity when Steve and Wendy Backlund are here. Steve was Christy Lynn's uh, leadership, I uh, can't remember what they called it, but it was a, a specific class at, at BSSM, Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry, that was a leadership class. And so Steve Backlund was uh, Christy's teacher in that. And so He and Wendy are going to be able to speak at the ordination of Pastor Christy Lynn, Brodeen now, and Pastor Timothy Martinez. Both will be ordained, which is not something that will be on the website, which is not something that's going to be broadcast anywhere besides just in fact, just this morning here at Valley Church, because it will be Saturday, what's the date of Saturday, 8th, 7th, 8th, the 7th, Saturday evening, the 7th at 6 o'clock. So you're all invited to a very special service, which means that these people are being ordained, they're being definitely set apart and commissioned by Valley Church. So it's a big deal, and we encourage you, we, we invite you to come to be a part of it. It's not a All right, is that cool or what? Yeah. It's going to be very special for them, and a, and a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to end up having Stephen and Wendy Backlund doing the speaking at that. So they're going to be here Friday Backlunds will be here Friday night at a worship, healing, and teaching night. And then, again, they'll be here Sunday morning, and they'll be leading Saturday night. And, yeah, we're going to really, really, really have a wonderful time with them. So looking forward and anticipating what God's going to do through this amazing couple. We also have, there are some things that are going to be shifting and changing. Pastor Timothy Martinez is going to end up being promoted. Um, Still going to be Pastor Tim. Still going to be here at Valley Church. But the next step that he's taking will be uh, full administrative. I, I really thought, we, we, we kind of tried to figure out, what would that name be? What would the name, what's the name of the new title? I've talked with, uh, I say Pastor Rick, I really believe. <laughs> Pastor Rick, I'm calling. <laughs> we've had several meetings, and we've even talked about, you know, what would the title be? And it's like, from my perspective, title, schmitle. I don't care about titles, but... Um, and I think it would probably be executive pastor, because the only one that will now be the one that this, this young man, uh, this young pastor will be answering to, will be me. So every day, all of the everyday activities, all of the things that go on in the church, Pastor Tim for the last well, the last four years has been involved in pretty much every aspect of the church in all areas of leadership. And he's ready, he's ready. Really, really excited about that. And when I talk about handing off the baton, I'm not going anywhere until the Lord tells me, okay, okay, you can, you can can do whatever you want to do next. I'm here, you're stuck with me until he tells me otherwise. No, I should always speak positive. You are blessed with me until he tells you otherwise. Identity, identity, identity. Uh, How's that? We've got another edition that we're very, very, very excited about that's going to be happening and there will be an installation that will be happening later this month. We'll... uh, and everybody will be invited to that installation because it happens on a Sunday morning where all of the elders and pastors end up laying hands on and, and installing, and we're bringing another pastor on board as a, as a part-time pastor because this pastor also is, a, is a, a speaker, a teacher that travels and writes books. And, uh, but joining the staff is going to be pastor to be Dina Shoemaker. Really excited about that addition. Uh, You know, we all know I've shared with you before, and we're going to be talking more and more about that and and the roles that she's going to have. I don't want to take a lot of time for that this morning because I believe God's given me something that I really need to share this morning. So again, everybody could just yell out, welcome. Okay. Was there anything else I have, Pastor Tim? Okay, I already said that once. This morning, it's like, this could really take a long time. Pastor Tim's advice was, let's cut it a little short today. Let's try to get out early. But when I only have this many notes, it's likely to take a while. I feel like he, he really, even early this morning, laid some things in my heart that, that we need for a mo- not only to increase momentum, but for a foundation for some to understand, to grab onto their identity, their true identity, who they are, who they're called to be. Because the mission statement of Valley Church is to equip and empower you to fulfill your purpose in Christ, which means to take that baton and run with it. But sometimes we need to get a really good foundation and sometimes revisit or rebuild a foundation on our identity in Christ. Is everybody with me? It's getting quieter. Okay, um, I shared a scripture here a few weeks ago talking about, and and we're going to go there, I'm going to read this scripture And it's going to lead us into some more Scripture. We're going to go Old Testament, New Testament, maybe even if we have enough time, back to Old Testament and New Testament again. Joshua 3, 5. When the children of Israel, we went over this briefly one time, two or three weeks ago. When the children of Israel were ready under Joshua's leadership to cross over the Jordan River to begin to inhabit their promised land, Everybody say, the promised land. Man, I I believe that Scripture tells us, uh, Matthew 10, 7 for one, and there's several places. When Jesus is ready to send the disciples out, he says, go, preaching, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Everybody say with me, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Again, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Do you believe it? Yes. All right. Trust, believe, receive. <laughs> the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So three 3.5, Joshua said to the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Through this third quarter, we've been seeing lots of wonders. We've seen... Healings. We've seen deliverance. We've seen more deliverance in three or four months than I've seen in 30 years. Right here at Valley Church, God is on the move, and when His presence is thick and heavy, demons manifest, and when demons manifest, it's time to deal with them. We all believe that? Let's all say amen. And sometimes... <laughs> You will see it and wonder, what am I seeing? What is going on up there? And, uh, you know, we don't, we, don't, we don't give demons an opportunity to show off here. We will end up speaking to that, taking them to another room to end up dealing with the complete, you're out of here. Uh, but oftentimes it will start and oftentimes it will finish right around this altar where demons will be expelled, people will be set free. And we will definitely count on that in 20, that rhymes, in 23. (laughs) People set free in 23, yeah. So we are believing for it, and we are seeing it. The momentum, again, has been created. I believe that would be, some of you will be taking up that baton to be setting people free, being a part of that, walking in your identity. Oh, another big amen. What Jesus said, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons, cleanse leprosy. Like, so cast out demons was definitely one of those. Something that absolutely when I was a young Christian terrified me. <laughs> okay, back to verse 5. And Joshua said to the people, sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Well, that was quite a process, but I want, to, I want to move forward a little bit without reading a lot more. I just want to tell you what, what the Lord said for them to do was for the priests to put on their shoulders, carry on their shoulders the presence, the Ark of the Covenant, the presence of God on their shoulders, and what they needed to do the banks of the Jordan were already overflowing because it was that time of year. So what they needed to do in faith was take the step with the presence of God on their shoulders. It's kind of interesting that, it, that, that Scripture tells us, "...and that the Holy Spirit will come upon you and do you with power from on high, that you will be robed, cloaked with." So they were carrying the Holy Spirit, presence of God, on their shoulders to step into the waters of the Jordan, which were overflowing. And as soon as, and here's what he said, as soon as the soles of your feet, of their feet, touch the water, then the water will be backed up. And a crazy miracle will happen right off the bat. The water will be backed up. They'll walk across on dry ground. And as they're walking across on dry ground, each of the leaders of the tribe, so there were a dozen of them, were to take As big a rock as they could put on their shoulders and carry, and build a memorial on the other side for their children's and their children's children and their children's children's children to see. And when they saw that memorial, they would remember to tell them about the crazy miracle that God did in their lives. I believe, I know that God continues to do those kind of miracles in our lives for those who believe, for those who trust, for those who are willing to receive and reach out for, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And, yeah, and, you know that scripture that says, think on these things, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever is of good report, uh, whatever has value, Think on these things, and and when I think about that story and building those monuments, those memorial monuments, I think of them, I was having a conversation with Dina the other day, we were just talking back on the phone about, and uh, I was talking about, I think of on our journey as, as road markers. When we get past a certain point, you know, where something amazing in our life happens, We could create a memorial right there. It's not someplace that we're going to stay. But when when I go to visit my past, the things that I need to think about are the crazy, amazing, wonderful things that God has done in my life. Otherwise, I forget the rest of what is behind me. Paul says, forgetting those things behind me, I press on... To the mark of the calling, the high calling for his life. It's like, okay, I'm going to be focused on the future. And when I think about the past, it's going to be about all of the good things, the miracles and the creative things that have happened through God in my life. Does that make sense to you? The things to think about when we visit the past, we should be looking at our past through rose-colored glasses. Those rose-colored glasses being through the blood of Jesus. <laughs> oh, I love it! No wonder I have no notes, <laughs> um, but I do have four scriptures down here. So, we how we visit our past. Now, sanctify yourself. Sanctify yourself. In the Old Testament, there was quite a process that they had to go through to get themselves cleansed so they could cross over, so they could see the miracles and the good works of God. I want you to turn really quickly with me to... uh, uh, Where should we turn next? The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Matthew... Sixteen nineteen. 19. We could turn to Matthew 16, 19. And that's where Jesus said, I give to you. I mean, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And he says, I give to you. <clears throat> well, wow, and if I had my glasses, I could read that. But I know what it says. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, whatever you mind on earth, whatever. Anyway, he will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. What are the keys of the kingdom of heaven? You know, the messages that I had heard on this before, I give you the keys to the to the kingdom. I've heard so oftentimes two, two, two. No, this is not two. This is many keys to solve the problems on earth, and those keys represent the gifts of the spirit that he will give us those keys to be able to unlock, to be able to solve the problems here on earth. It's like we have access to the kingdom of heaven. The keys of the kingdom will be ours at our disposal according to his will. Right? We all were... Okay. But we have to know who we are, the authority that we walk in, what he's called us to, and we have to be cleansed to see. But it says, sanctify yourselves. Now, now I want to tell you what Jesus has to say. John 13, 8. So Jesus had called the disciples together and at the last supper he said he took up, they'd they'd had supper, he took up the towel, he's ready to wash their feet and again we're talking about feet and water here, feet and water. So I keep this picture in mind, feet and water. He calls them, And he says, I'm going to wash your feet. And he got to Peter, and Peter said, no, 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 no. You're not going to wash my feet. And what does that scripture said? It says, if I do not wash you, it doesn't just say your feet. If I do not wash you, you have no part with me. If I do not wash you, you have no part with me. So in the Old Testament, it's purify yourself, purify yourself. This is the process you have to do through your works. Get yourself purified so you can see, which that was the law, right? Everybody say the law. The law law says you do it on your own. The law says you do it on your own. The new covenant, Jesus says, I'm going to clean you up. I'm going to clean you up. You don't have to do this on your own. That's what I'm here for, is to clean you up. And he said, oh, no, 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 Lord and Master Jesus. No, 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 no. He said, yep, I'm, I'm, I'm washing your feet. I'm washing your feet. It's like, what does that represent? It represents incredible humility, really, on both parts. You know how sometimes how difficult it is for some of us? is just like, Somebody just tell me I want to wash your feet. It's like no, let me wash yours. I don't. When uh, when the overcomers, when those three couples came to our house, Renee and I, we just felt absolutely compelled that it was our job. Right then, at that time, this is what needs to happen. So we washed all six of their all six of their feet. That sounds kind of funny, doesn't it? (laughs) We had a little time little ceremony time where we just washed all their feet. And we spoke over them. We prophesied, you know, some prophetic words over them. Uh, spoke life into them. They'd come from a difficult situation, and, and we spoke life into them as we washed their feet. And they were humbled by that, but so were we. It's like, okay, Lord, wash my feet. It's like, you clean me up. It's like, okay, there is... A, when T- Pastor Tim was, was up here and he's talking about, I'm in you, you're in me, we're gonna be, we're gonna become part, we're gonna be one with Him. It's like, oh my word, that's what, that's a big part of my message, and we're, we're going to go there next. It's like becoming one with Jesus, and and what this process begins to look like. In um, I'm going to talk about that a little bit before we go to that scripture. It's like. Every one of you knows when you ask Jesus to come into your heart and life, right? I mean, that happened, like, and some of you that happened once, twice, three times. Some of that's happened like 50 times. Lord, come into my life. Lord, come into my life. Lord, come into my life. Forgive me. I I, I didn't, you know, I didn't mean to, uh, and I want to revisit that. It's like, when we feel that we are so unworthy, that we're condemned, that we're, like, and the enemy is sitting on your shoulder saying, how could you even ask again? How could you even ask again? What, how could you have the audacity, as bad as you've been and the stupid things that you've done, how could you even ask for forgiveness again? Anybody been there? Yeah, well, me too. Uh, but I heard, <laughs> I heard and got a bunch of scriptures to... Uh, To back this up from God's perspective, saying, again? Because each time we've asked him for forgiveness, he's wiped the slate clean. He knows your heart. And if you have a heart after God, a heart after righteousness, he sees your heart, he sees your shortcomings, and he just wants to wash your feet again. He wants to clean you up again, set you back on your feet, and get on the right path again. Everybody with me? so becoming getting to that place where it's like i've asked jesus into my heart i've asked jesus into my life i've asked him to be my lord and savior but you know that, that that's one thing it's jesus in me but when we read and, and we're going to read here just really shortly uh, john 14:20 and 20, 21 is where we're going next matthew and matthew doing an amazing job hey what a what a great fill in they got pastor matthew so, uh, I've asked him to come in to me and, and when I think, okay That's like Like asking somebody to come to my house Like asking somebody to come in my car Like asking somebody to come in But I want you to stay in this room I want you to stay right over here Here's your place Here's your place And when I need you I'll do a little, a little, a little tap and a little call and I can get your attention because I know you're close by if I really need you. But it, it takes a whole nother level of surrender for me to step into Jesus. A whole different humility and a, another level of humility and another level of surrender for me to say that yeah, I'm in Jesus. It's like, hmm. yeah, again, I think of my wife riding with me in my car, and she's riding with me in my car, but I'm driving. I make the turns, I go where I want to go. She can, you know, she, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. She, <laughs> She can be speaking to me, and it's like, yeah, no, I don't think so. Now, I don't like that way. Go this way. It's like, I'm going straight anyway. I like this way better. I choose my flesh. I'm driving. This is my car. When we're in your car, you can go your way. When we're in my car, we're going my way. Now, when I sit in her car with her, she just say, "Shut up." <laughs> no, you know she won't say something like that. Anybody that knows Renee, it's like she never told me, "Shut up." I'm sure that I've heard her thoughts before, but <laughs> <laughs> no. Then I'm willing to go where she wants to go. I'm willing to go the direction that she wants to go, that she wants to drive, and we'll still get there. might take three or four minutes longer, but we'll get there. Um, Maybe five or ten. It's like, look at that. I need to stop and take a picture of that. Okay. But so another level of Submission. I mean, I'm making this funny, but I'm talking for real about if I'm going to be in Jesus, I'm going to be walking in the Spirit, I'm going to be led by the Spirit, because I have submitted myself fully to be walking in the light of the Spirit. Does this make sense? This is how we are walking. We are... I'm in him, he's in me, and that's the only way that I am in him and not subject to the law is to be completely to be led by his spirit walking in him. There were four people that completely agreed with me right there. Does this make sense? Yes. All right. Okay, then we're going to go to John 14, 20 and 21. Which, Pastor Matthew texted me. He's like, holy smoke, this scripture that's going to be coming up. Pastor Tim is already talking about it. Because <laughs> I, I handed him these, these five scriptures that I'll be using. So. 14. Not 13, 14. Where it says, At that day, I mean, a little while, I'm not going to be here anymore. He's talking about it. On that day, you will know that I am in my Father, you in me. So I say, Us in Him. I'm in Jesus. I'm in Jesus. We have eight people in Jesus. How about the rest of you? Are you ready to make that commitment? (laughs) And let's just say it. I'm in Jesus. Jesus. Yes, he's in me. I'm in him. The Father is in him. So him and the Father are in me. And I'm in Jesus and he's in the Father. So we are walking in the light of the Spirit as children of light right? Yes. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except how? Through me. I'll say that again. I'm in, Jesus. I'm in Jesus. Yes, you are. Verse 21, he who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me, He who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. And the manifestations of Jesus are the crazy and the wonderful and amazing miracles and the presence that we get to feel, the weighty presence and the glory that we feel and that we are able to carry. And as we reach up, the kingdom of heaven is at hand, and we reach up and grab those gifts that he has for us, the keys that are answers to the problems that we walk into and that we walk through. We are glory carriers. We are problem solvers. That's what we're called to be. Is everybody with me? This is 2023. We're ready. Are you ready to take up a baton and run with it? Take this good news and the power and authority that you walk in. Okay, um, as the priests stepped into the... I mean, could, can you imagine the, the, the banks are overflowing, the water is swift and fast and deep, and they're carrying the ark of the presence of God. They step into the water, and, whoa, whew, he was right. The water backed up. They were able to go stand, stand on dry ground. And I really believe that that's something that, <laughs> that we... When we're willing to take that step, that big step. I I remember a quote, and I don't remember who said it, but it says, when we take the first step in obedience, providence moves with us. It's like, yes, yes, it's that first step in obedience. When it looks scary, when it looks crazy, when this doesn't even make sense, but we've heard that voice, and we step out in obedience. Get your feet wet. Get your feet wet. Okay, um... Yeah, I'm going to switch now to, this is so much easier to to understand and it speaks it and says it so well in the Passion Translation, Romans 8, chapter 1, (laughs) Romans 8, chapter 1, that really made sense, Romans 8, verse 1. So I'm gonna just say as we repent and receive that forgiveness, we ask forgiveness. It's like it's like cleanse yourself, cleanse yourself, because tomorrow you're gonna to see the mighty works of God. So cleanse yourself. Say, Jesus, cleanse me, Jesus cleanse me, forgive me of my sins, cleanse me. You know what? I think we all should just do that right now. 2023, let's just stand for a second. I, I, It's time. Speak with me, Father. Father, I want to commit commit my life, my my will, my flesh, my (laughs) spirit spirit, to you. you. I want you to lead me, me. guide me, Guide me, me, direct me, fill me I want, to be in you, I want to be in you 100%. 100%. <laughs> where, you go, where you go, I want to go. I want to go. Lead, me, Lead me. Guide me. Guide me. Direct, me. direct me. Bless me. Bless me. And completely forgive me, completely forgive me. Right, now right now for any transgressions, for any transgressions. sin, Hold on a second. I want you to just examine yourselves right now and say, yes, right now, take this away from me. I submit this to you. I give this to you right now. And that's just between you and him right now for a couple of seconds. Everybody taking care of business? Everyone that's taking care of business, say amen. Amen. All right. I think we've taken care of business, so... Now I receive receive all that you have for me. me. Thank you for forgiving me, me. blessing me, me. and filling me. me. In Jesus' name, name. amen. Amen. Okay, you can sit down. I think to get out early today probably will be noon. Living by the power of the Holy Spirit, it says, chapter 8, so now the case is closed. <laughs> this is good right here. So now the case is closed. There remains no accusing voice of condemnation against those who were joined in life union with Jesus, the anointed one. hmm For the law of the Spirit of life flowing through the anointing of Jesus has liberated us. Everybody say, we're liberated. liberated. From the law of sin and death. Because the wages of sin is death. So we have been liberated from the law of sin and death. I'll just continue reading to you. For God achieved what the law was unable to accomplish, Because the law was limited by the weakness of human nature. It's like, cleanse yourselves? Yeah, you can't. You can't. You have to turn it over to Jesus and be willing to work with him. You in him, him in you. Then it'll be taken care of. Yet God sent his son in human form to identify with human weakness. Oh, man. He could identify with human weakness, he could identify with temptation, but he had nothing to do with sin. Clothed with humanity, God's Son gave his body to be the sin offering so that God could once and for all condemn the guilt and power of sin. So now every righteous requirement of the law can be fulfilled through the anointed one living his life in us. Should we read that one again? I just sent chills right down the back of my legs. Wow. So now every righteous requirement of the law can be fulfilled through the anointed one living his life. In us, and we are free to live not according to our flesh. Everybody say, Not according to my flesh, but by the dynamic power of the Holy Spirit. Mm. Those who are motivated by the flesh only pursue what benefits themselves. It's like, if all we're concerned about is this life we live and how our decisions benefit us, like we're living in the flesh, not led by the Spirit. But those who live by the impulses of the Holy Spirit, isn't that interesting? I I, I pondered that for a little bit. By the impulses of the Holy Spirit. He gives us these impulses to like yes and when we're walking in the spirit when we're tight with Jesus we get those impulses to go to do the right things as we're led we're walking in the light a walk worthy of our calling Mm -hmm. those who live by the impulse of the Holy Spirit are motivated to pursue spiritual realities that spiritual reality is I'm seated with him in heavenly places I have access to the mind of Christ. He's in me. I'm in him. Led by. For the sense and reason of the flesh is death. But the mindset controlled by the spirit finds life and peace. In fact, the mindset focused on the flesh Fights God's plan and refuses to submit to his direction. Yeah, not just wow, but ow. The mindset focused on the flesh fights God's plan for our lives and refuses to submit to its direction. We want to be in Jesus, we have to submit, fully submit, humble ourselves. Refuses to submit to his direction because it cannot. No matter how hard they try, God finds no pleasure with those who are controlled by the flesh. But when the Spirit of Christ empowers your life, you're not dominated by the flesh, but by the Spirit. If you're not joined to the Spirit of the Anointed One, you are not of Him. Now Christ lives his life in you. We say in me. Even though your body may be dead because of the effects of sin, his life-giving spirit imparts life to you because you were fully accepted by God. We've asked forgiveness. He's come into our lives. We are fully accepted. The slate is clean, washed, white as snow. Yes, God raised Jesus to life, and since God's spirit of resurrection lives in you, he will also raise your dying body to life by the same spirit that breathes life into you. So then, beloved ones, the flesh has no claim on us at all. We have no further obligation to live in obedience to it. It is our flesh. We have no further obligation to live in obedience to our flesh. When you live controlled by the flesh, you're just about to die. But if the life of the Spirit puts to death the corrupt ways of the flesh, we then taste His abundant life. The mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit and you did not receive the spirit of religious duty (laughs) leading you back into the fear of not being good enough. How many of us have been there? Oh my. Never be quite good enough by the law or according to the law but by the righteousness through faith in Jesus Christ, we're made perfect in him. But you have received the spirit of full acceptance enfolding in you into the family of God. You will never feel orphaned, for as he rises up within us, Our spirits join him in saying the words of tender affection, Beloved Father. For the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us as he whispers into our innermost being, You are God's beloved child. To each one of us this morning, we hear, You are God's beloved child. Now, let's stand together. Were we able to get, Pastor Matthew, were we able to get my identity from, I think this is an incredible declaration by Stephen Windy, one of their, one of their many books, uh, 96 Declarations. Can you see it? My identity like walking in this identity, understanding who we are as we have built this foundation on the very first day of 2023, affirming this identity as we proclaim it from our own mouths. Are you ready? Let's read together then. I am a beloved child of God. I'll read, I'll read faster this next time. We'll just go through these together now. So, are we ready? Choir director here. Okay, ready, set, go. I am a beloved child of God. I am the head, not the tail. I am who God says I am, not what my past experience says I am. I can do what the Father does because I have his DNA. I carry the substance of favor and I don't need to perform for people to like me. I rest in my new identity and there is no striving with it. My true self is at peace with God and man. I treat others based on their identity in Christ not how they act or treat me. I am the righteousness of Christ. People see me and are drawn to the beauty of my spirit that is one with Christ. I am pure in God's eyes because of the sacrifice of his son, Jesus. I'm 100% worthy in Jesus for all of God's blessings. I am more than a conqueror. I am worthy in Jesus to see and experience the kingdom of God. I don't compare myself to others, but am comfortable being myself. Okay, celebration time. celebration. Kiki Tim, let's celebrate now. That would be, yes, it is time. So lift up your eyes, look up, trust, believe, receive. It's celebration time.